Smart2B is an EU-funded project that aims to create a smart building system. The project will enable smarter buildings through innovative technologies that will interact with the occupants and the grid in real time and will manage themselves efficiently so as to become an active element of the energy system. In order to enable more energy-efficient buildings and communities, as is its goal, Smart2B will face the challenge of upgrading the smart readiness of legacy appliances and technical building equipment. Welcome to the EU Project Zone, a podcast series from Enlit and Friends, focusing on the energy transition and the EU Commission-funded projects that will help us achieve it. My name is Areti Daradimu, and I am the host of the EU Project Zone. Hello, Nuno, and thank you very much for being here with me today. Hi, Areti. Thanks for, for the opportunity also to, to be here presenting Smart2B Project. It's, it's really a pleasure to, to be here today with you. Pleasure is all mine. Can you please describe in a few words what the Smart2B project is about? Yeah, of course. Smart2B is a EU project that intends to develop a whole smart buildings ecosystem that aims to improve the smartness of existing building. And we are mainly developing uh, three main technological pillars, including smart to be devices, platform, service, and uh, user interaction app. Which needs of the EU energy sector is it covering and how? So we are um, acting in several areas regarding the improvement uh, optimization of the, the energy in the building sector. We aim to develop a plug-and-play device solution that fits and are able to connect to any appliance or equipment in order to be seamless, integrated in Smart2B platform, where our uh, Smart2B service will be running in order to reduce the energy consumption, decreasing energy costs, improving the indoor air quality and comfort, and have also the capability to send some notifications to the users with identification of some predictive maintenance needs or suggestions about they can improve the smartness of their building. In resume, a smart to be solution aims to improve the overall energy efficiency of the buildings, untapping the existing flexibility potential, alleviating the energy poverty while stimulating the creation of uh, energy communities. Well, I see that the project um, taps on various categories when it comes to the energy sector in Europe. So I'm interested to, to know who is involved in the project, like the, the companies that form the consortium, but also the countries they come from. Yeah, in fact, we have a diverse uh, consortium, I would say, uh, that is comprised by main uh, four main industrial partners that include CDP from Portugal, from which I belong and we are coordinating the project. Uh, from Italy, we have two additional uh, industrial partners, Enerbrain and Day One. Uh, from Spain, we have Odins. Um, then we move for our uh, technical scientific partners that also comprise several uh, entities in Europe, I would say. Vito from Belgium, FCID from Portugal, Tugrads from Austria, Aachen University from Germany and starts from Gilles. And besides that, we have two additional uh, partners that are uh, two publics and social institutions that are leading to two of the, the five smart to be pilots. 
comprising Santa Casa da Misericórdia de Lisboa, that is a social entity here, and Albertslund Community in Denmark, that is also leading a retirement home pilot there. Up until you mentioned Denmark, I was about to say that it is a central southern European, uh, uh, let's say, uh, thing, this project, but you also have uh, Denmark, so I would say that then you comprise the entire spectrum. And who would you say is the target audience of the, of the project? So since we are developing a full ecosystem where each one of the technical layers can work independently or being integrating in any other existing system, our technical audience goes from the, the final end users, including, of course, building managers and building owners that could make use of our app to manage their, their big buildings. Uh, to any other stakeholders in the energy sector comprising, for example, grid operators that can make use of our flexibility service or even energy community managers, for example, that could also use our app to, to, to make use and manage their, their communities. Okay. Um, now, I want to ask you a different a, a question that has... Uh maybe a little bit of a pessimistic or a little bit of a negative, uh, let's say, aspect, but it needs to be said. Uh, and this is what are the issues that um, the most or the most frequent issues that you faced since the beginning of the project? Because I know that many projects have faced some issues in their going. Some of them even had to stop their work because of the issues they have uh, faced. So what's your take? Yeah, fortunately, we are not uh, greatly affected by COVID issues and so on. But anyway, I would say that like any uh, European uh, funded project, we have problems with uh, the pilots, I would say, because everything that we expect to, to install and, and to do in the pilots, essentially in the, the non-residential pilots, we have several barriers in terms of making use of their systems, integrate everything, so th this is one of the, I would say, the biggest challenge, not only for smart to be, but I would say for all the, the, the project that we are uh, developing. But, but besides that, I, I would um, also uh, talk about two additional uh, problems or constraints that we have. One that is um, related with the architecture and the adaptation of the smart to be concept uh, that we designed from the proposal stage uh, because of course we have a, a concept but during the project we need to to adopt to adapt the developments uh, to the user needs uh, since the beginning we are uh, using a user centric approach uh, making several workshops and gather information from real users in order to develop something in the end that will have impact in society and will be and the users would like to use it. So this is one of the, the main uh, things that we would like to, to keep in mind until the end of the project. And besides that, um, it, it's also related with the exploitation of the project, I would say, and, and to make it more commercial. So we have, as I explained before, we have four main technological layers that are more or less different components of the system that, of course, in smart to be they work well uh, each other. 
but we would like also to make them and to develop them in a way that they can be sell or integrated in another platform. So be uh, seamless integrated, easily adopted to, to other realities outside the, the, the project. And there is no dependencies from each, each one of the models. So any existing platform could, for example, make use of our device to, to to gather data or to actuate, or any existing platform could make use of our smart service to to, to run um, and optimize the, the the building energy needs. So I would say that th these are the the main constraints, or at least worries that that we have since the beginning of the project. Okay, those two issues that uh, the, the worries that you mentioned actually give me a nice assist for my next question, which is about the diversity of the European continent. So you mentioned that this, this um, the, the technologies that you created that you are using can be used in any platform for any building. So despite the diversity of, of the continent's various local energy needs and um, regulations or whatever, you think that your solution can work everywhere. And despite also the diversities in the people themselves, you mentioned energy communities also. Yeah, I think it's it's one of the, big, the biggest challenge. But uh, as I said before, we keep in mind that we need, we, we don't need, don't want to, to develop a solution that only fits our pilots or the, our user needs. We are, for example, gathering um, feedback outside the, the project from real users. And in the project pilots, we are we try to include uh, also some diversity here. So we have residential, non-residential pilots. We have pilots um, in the south part of Europe, but also in the central north part of, of Europe. So in order to try to accommodate all of these peculiarities in terms of, of the countries, but of course, I think there are some uh, specific legislation and regulation that, of course, we need to face when we go to uh, a market solution. But in an overall way, I would say that we are trying to make the um, the, the the concept or the the, the smart to be platform more adaptable to these uh, individual peculiarities of each EU member states. So, in other words, maybe maybe some tweaks need will need to be made for the various countries, but the overall basic solution is there and ready to to be sold. Uh, let's say. Right. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree with you. Yeah, at least it's what we are trying to to, to do. Well, good luck. Uh, yeah, yeah. And which technologies Thanks. do you make use in your uh, in your projects in your solution? So, as I mentioned, we have four main uh, technological pillars. I would say components of the the project, and beginning by the smart to be devices, we are developing IoT interface and gateways in order to make them plug and play, seamless, integrated. Uh, and for that, we are, for example, using some infrared communication uh, models on the on the devices. And we are also implementing some onboard artificial intelligence on this device that is not usual to, to see. So even for any building, for example, if the platform is not uh, properly connected to, to the cloud or something like that, the, our devices have the capability to actuate directly on the, the building, like a backup plan. 
Um, and in addition, we are also developing several communication protocols, the most used in order to allow uh, this easy communication between with other uh, platforms, but also to be integrated easily in the most uh, common used uh, home assistants like Google Nest or Alexa. And in the, the platform side, we are trying to develop um, a data model customized to, to, to these kind of problems. So we are using an uh, ontologies approach, of course, but we are not following a complete ontology. We are adapting existing outputs from other EU, EU projects in order to, to our reality, in order to make it simpler, uh, but easy to, to use in this context. Uh, moving to the the service that is the I would call it the brain of of the system, we are developing uh, nine diverse uh, smart services, and all of them are using all the newly uh, fancy AI technologies, including transfer learning, model predictive control, uh, also some simplified RC models in order to predict, but also to optimize the energy consumption of the building. And finally, moving to the, the final uh, technological pillar uh, in our app, um, one of the most interesting uh, approaches that we are using is some gamification techniques. So we are bringing some knowledge from the, the game, game theory to, to these uh, apps in order to deal with the lack of the engagements uh, by the users with these kind of energy apps. So for this, we are um, proposing and building a kind of healthy competition between the different users of the smart to be app in order to try trying to stimulating them to reduce their energy consumption while are using also our app and receiving some recommendations and suggestions about how to, to improve their building um, management. As a gamer myself, I really like the gamification of everything, to be honest. And I do believe that it is a very interesting and fun sometimes way to move forward and to include more uh, and to be inclusive. Uh, however, how is the regulation treating you? Is current regulation, both in EU and local level, an aid or an obstacle to energy projects uh, such as smart to be Yeah, I would say that at the moment is not a big barrier, at least in what we are developing. However, I would say one of the main concerns, it's at least from our side and for any uh, project that is gathering data, uh, it's GDPR concerns. I would say it's uh, <laughs> every project have have these these problems. But of course, we are we are following all the guidelines and rules that are in use in Europe. Uh, besides that, uh, I would say that we just have a regulation per year that is regarding, for example, the flexibility markets because. Uh, in the majority of the EU countries, there is uh, an existence of this market or even lack of legislation. So it's a barrier for us to limit um, the exploitation and test of this service. It limits us to demonstrate the capability of smart to be a platform to actuate as an aggregator of flexibility, what could be an interesting service, for example, for the DSOs. So I would say, if, if I need to, to say a brief from the legislation part, will be this, this lack of flexibility markets, 
for example, in the in our the countries that we we have pilots and that are three, four, um, we, we do not have flexibility markets. So we are just testing in a simulated way the flexibility, trying to demonstrate the potential. And then if we proceed to, to a commercial uh, solution of Smart2B, of course, we need to probably to, to test in a real flexibility market. But I think will be a, a great thing for us at Smart2B. Great, no, no. I'm going to to stop here with this optimistic message of of yours, and I'm going to thank you for uh, this very interesting conversation. You've been listening to the EU Project Zone podcast, brought to you by Enlit and Friends. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, and the Enlit Europe website. Just hit subscribe, and you can access our other episodes too. I am Ariti Daradimu, host of this podcast series, and I thank you for joining us.